welcome to episode number 116 of Stand Under the Don't Tree and Riddle Me This. My name is Cole Ross and I am your host and I am joined in the studio by... Benjamin Merkel. Hey, thank you so much, Ben. Don't look around confused. I, I call it a studio, but, Where it's, am I? but it's actually my, my, my bedroom. I was going to say, this looks suspiciously <laughs> like your bedroom. I sleep in my studio. Don't worry. <laughs> don't ask so many questions. All Just right. don't, don't ask so many questions. Why does that taste like roofies? <laughs> Why do you know what roofies taste like? Uh, no uh, okay. Um, so, so um, yeah, Dennis was not able to make it uh, tonight. He has this little thing called school. Or uh, roofies. <laughs> we roofied Dennis. We, just, we, we had no idea what the dosage was. We overestimated it. and uh, Bottom yeah. line, we got a lot of love for the guy. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so moving on quickly from that, uh, what do we have in store? Pretty pretty normal show, I'd say. Uh, we're going to do some quick hits, uh, some big news regarding the Call of Duty franchise, uh, the PlayStation uh, Portable, or the new one, rather, whatever it might be called, hint, hint. Um, and then from there, we're going to talk about what, what we've been playing. Um, I've been uh, very busy this past week since we last spoke. You've been finishing games. I've been, I've been wrapping things up. I've been wrapping these <laughs> cases up. Oh yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, and then you've 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 started playing uh, L.A. Noir. I have. Yeah. So, uh, so this is going to be this is going to be fun. Yeah. Um, and then after that, we're going to have a discussion about games with multiple endings. Um, yeah. So we we actually had uh, a lot of people uh, contributed very passionately to that. So, uh, so okay. that'll be good. I'll be interested to hear what they got to say. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's get there as quickly as we can by doing a music break right about now. It is now time. Oh, I'll let you. I'll let you put the beer down. No, it's time. <laughs> what what time is it? It's, it's beer time. It's beer. It's beer o'clock. Uh, no, it's uh, time for the quick hits, uh, wherein we make these noises. Slow. Oh, well, there are only two of them, so we can you know, we can let them it's breathe. Only two of us. We're yeah. gonna be slowed. Well, yeah. 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 So only can we, two. Can we do normal hits tonight? Yeah. Let's let let's let's just do some hits. Yeah. Let's. I like hits. The hits of the eighties, nineties, and today. All right. I'm down. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Shall I go first? You should, okay. you shall. So apparently this last week, I'm not sure what day, but the Wall Street Journal uh, reported about Call of Duty Elite, which is uh, a special online, uh, I guess, networking service for the new up and coming game, Modern Warfare 3. Um, so Activision released details about it. Um, certain a- aspects of the service will be free, um, including a group functionality which is similar to Facebook. So I'm assuming you can join groups with your friends based on common interests. Um, but as a part of the elite member membership, if you pay for it, uh, there's a robust stat tracking system, which tells, tells you information about your kills with which weapons on which maps and where in the maps, things of that sort. Um, but this is not a necessary option. Uh, Activision is assuring the fans that uh, they will not have to pay necessarily to play Call of Duty online. It's just one option for it. Um, but they have not released the price yet for the Elite membership. Um, and lastly, it gives you uh, access to the new maps, the map packs. So. Hmm. Well, I mean, those are those are $15 anyway. So. Yeah. 
So it'll be interesting to see what the costs are. Yeah, if it'll be like a monthly thing or if it's just kind of a... I'd be interested to see um, this be Activision's way to uh, follow in EA's footsteps. Which yeah. is like with the with the part with the project ten dollar like you know and like pack this in or give a discount to somebody who has a code from the new box, yeah, uh, in order to really incentivize buying it new. Yeah, yeah, could be. It could be. Sounds flimsy. Well, a um, little bit. I mean, I guess you know my my feelings towards modern warfare. Where yeah, I mean, I, I know that you're bullish on it. I'm kind of kind of checked out of the whole Call of Duty franchise. So okay. Oh, I mean, uh, okay. So I, I, I misinterpreted. You're you're checked out of Call of Duty after Modern Warfare Two, which you considered to be the zenith. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. But um, rather than the Toshiba, the Toshiba is the, that the, the low point? Is no. that... <laughs> zenith. I uh, just uh, do they still make Zenith t- uh, TVs anymore? Oh, I, forget. I see. Yeah. I see. Yeah. I was thinking of the astronomy turn Zenith, which is. Spot that's about yeah, whatever. yeah no whatever yeah um, <laughs> no but I don't know I just see this as a way of Activision to try and make some bank off of something that already makes them bank yeah <laughs> and I mean I was kind of disappointed when when they announced Modern Warfare two when they announced the night vision goggles I thought that was like sort of a cheap ploy to try and make money but this seems you know like just as cheap almost and then you know? and then they did the uh, they did the um, the remote control car. For Black Ops? For Blops, yeah. And then, thank you. Um, <laughs> My apologies. Okay, no, no. Never call it by his full you, name. You got it, you got it. Um, and, and I have no idea what they're going to be doing for the for the special Mega Edition. And I know Gears of War 3, the... the you the, get the, a chainsaw. You, yeah, you get, you get a functioning chainsaw. Um, <laughs> and a gun, separate. Yeah, just, you know, it's like a... A, a Glock and a chainsaw. Yeah. <laughs> some duct tape yeah i don't know i think that this is uh the, if they, they they should have gone big or gone home with it i think yeah. the, the, this the, uh, this kind of i mean who remembers like halo waypoint anymore this the, the, that that wasn't a, a thing is. it was it was something that was brought in with with um i, I believe it was halo reach basically um, it was their online suite of like management and communication tools and just kind of the it was the back end that uh bungie put together with their matchmaking service and things like that okay. but you know it, it kind of became like play online was for the final fantasy games which is like this is the website that you go to for halo information and not something that's actually like functional although i suppose play online is uh used for like final fantasy 11 and 14 i've got no idea um, I don't know. It just uh, n- n- nothing in that strikes me. Th- then again, I've almost completely checked out of the uh, of, of online competitive play anyway. <laughs> so it doesn't it doesn't really affect me that much. So like if they brought this out with functionality for Modern Warfare Two, I mean, no, you wouldn't. Would I be interested? I don't yeah. know. Um, but I would like to share somewhat of a revelation I had yesterday. Okay. I played a uh, call of duty modern warfare two for the first time on Xbox 360. And I don't know if it was the difference in the controller or if it was the fact that people are more competitive on Xbox, but I got, I got beat pretty substantially and you're good. You're really good at that game. I would like to think I'm good. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So I don't know. I, I feel like, and I'll say this quietly, but I may have been living a lie the last year yeah. playing on the PlayStation network. The competition may have been too easy there. Hmm. In which case I feel, yeah. I feel kind of hurt. I feel like, 
I, I, I wonder if like if they could if they could parlay this into a, into a better matchmaking service. Maybe because I'm cross platform matchmaking. Either cross platform matchmaking, although I'm not sure the 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 Logistics, console the, the yeah. console developers would allow that. It's possible. Is it? You know, like uh, um, there have been a couple of games that have done cross platform. I think Brink does it. Um, really? And I think even back as far as um, Shadowrun on the Xbox 360, that had cross-platform with uh, the PC. Granted, those are both Microsoft's, uh, you know, products, yeah. but it's 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 something that could happen. As well as Final Fantasy 11, that that has cross-platform, and then 14 is one. Final Fantasy 14 is one that, that's going to allow cross-platform as well. Are this cross-platform so, between PS3 and 360, or is it only PC and another console? Uh, P- <laughs> Strangely enough, it was uh, I believe PS2 and um and 360 for a while which one 11 oh okay yeah but uh i mean it's it's definitely something that's there not even so much cross-platform but from you know like the 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 person to beat and so you know as far as um online matchmaking goes is 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 halo with bungie and they've got the resources to really do you know to, to to really outdo them i suppose at least monetarily and if this is a way to you know build up that stat tracking back end and like put you you know with some like if you favor submachine guns they could you know place priority on matchmaking for you on somebody you know on your team that you know, uses long range stuff. I don't know. I'm speaking out of my hmm. ass here, but um, I could just use. You know, I, it, it seems like the the focus of this is the stat tracking. Yeah, yeah, that's an interesting idea. Yeah. I just I, I love the idea of of like groups, mm-hmm. though. I mean, I guess it's something that Steam does. Like, you can make communities on Steam. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there are some like people on like the something awful forums. Like, the something awful people from this thread who play this game on on this, and that's fine. But just Call of Duty, that's such a specific thing. It's like. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Mahjong players who like motorcycles, you know? <laughs> yeah. Don't, aren't, aren't there already like flags and stuff? Like you can, you can like pick uh you can pick cannabis related, like, uh, like clan member, like clan uh, things like, 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 uh, oh, like tags. Or yeah. Emblems. Like tags. Yeah, yeah. You can pick tags and stuff, but okay. there's not much of a, of a community feeling of picking a tag and seeing someone else with the same tag, you know? Okay, so it doesn't it doesn't mean anything. I don't know. I, th- I think uh, there 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 are not enough details. I think that the this is one of those few times where the price is really gonna is really gonna dictate the usefulness of this. Yeah, agreed. Agreedo. And speaking of things where the price is probably going to determine its success, uh, let's talk about uh, Sony's new handheld. Now, two separate online sources are claiming that Sony's next handheld, currently known as the NGP, will be called the PS Vita. Uh, that's V I T A. It could also be Vita. Um, I, I I do know that I I kind of have a little bit of egg on my face when we announced the story on the uh, on the um, Connect when it was first broken. I believe two years ago um, at E three. I said it was Project Natal. Um, uh, <laughs> you know, as I'm like you know prenatal care, yeah. when in reality it was Project Natal. <laughs> so that was funny. I kind of I kind of. Uh, uh, that, that was just amusing. Now, so Vita or Vita, I'm not exactly sure. So Vita for the Latin sense or Vita for vitality, I'm not sure. Uh, now, these rumors are corroborated, supposedly, by images of the device with uh, with the new branding, supposedly created for the Sony press conference at E3 on June the 6th. In fact, one week from today. 
All right. So P.S. Vita. Now, here's where it gets kind of sinister and a little bit uh, upsetting. One of the blog entries featuring the images was taken down, uh, replaced with uh, simply this text. This has to be one of the stupidest things I have ever done. I don't know what I was thinking. I'm sorry. I really am. I think he wrote that with like a like a laser gun sight trained on his head. <laughs> like with broken hands, you know, like one eye, like under an eye patch and seeping, you know. Uh, so Sony, so Sony's goons got to him. Either that or it's you know like a marketing ploy. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? That man knows. That man, he he definitely knows, and he has he, possible he, hospital bills. He, he, he is he is either taking or has taken that knowledge to the grave. Um, <laughs> now it should be noted uh, that before the NGP was announced, the word Vita slash Vita was used in relation to the Sony's uh, next handheld in the past, uh, back when this was in its nascent rumors phase. So uh, this is just a little bit of an update. I don't know how earth shattering is, uh, you, you know. I, I I definitely think that NGP is a dumb name. It is. Vita is a dumb name, but so is the the Wii and the Xbox to a certain extent. Like, what's what's up with that? Like PlayStation, I can understand it, but why Xbox? Um, I don't. Know. I, I don't know. I don't. Know. I know. I know. I'm like ten years too late on this, but <laughs> what the point of the name is? And then why 360? Yeah. Well, no, because they because if they if they called it the Xbox Two. If their competitor was the PlayStation Three, um, I am unprofessional. I left my phone on. Um, if the <laughs> if their competitor was uh, the PlayStation Three, they uh, they definitely would have uh, seemed to be behind the times. I mean, why would I buy a system that has a two on it when they the three is like right to there? Xbox Four then. <laughs> <laughs> but they jumped up like like three hundred and fifty some odd places. Well, then so. it's just disappointing. It's like three hundred fifty nine consoles later, and you just have this. <laughs> um, I don't know. Sorry, I just uh, got a text message from Dennis. Apparently, not too busy doing his schoolwork <gasps> to text us. No, he he sent me the uh, uh, the, uh, the discussion question answer. So, gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Um, what was I thinking here? No, the Xbox 360, jumping, jumping ship, jumping all that. Console names. Console names. Kind of yeah. dumb. Yeah, the Wii, the Wii. Lots of lots of piss jokes about the Wii. Yeah. That were that that. Yeah. I, I'm sure a lot of people are embarrassed about now. Maybe. Yeah. What was it? Was originally called what? Nintendo Revolution, wasn't it called that? It was the Nintendo Revolution. That was its code name. Okay. The code name for the GameCube was the Dolphin. The code name for yeah, Project. They should have they just stuck with they that. Just Nintendo Dolphin. But but GameCube, I, I think that GameCube I, was well designed. Actually, the GameCube. I, th- I think that GameCube has been vindicated, like has been uh, vindicated by history, much like George W. Bush will be. Yeah. Um, but it, it's well designed, though. <laughs> it's well designed. The, it is the logo yeah. for the GameCube is. That's pretty nice. Yeah. No, I, I definitely, uh, I, I kind of regret not owning a GameCube. I think I might own, let me look at my shelf here. I might own more GameCube games than I own Wii games, and I never serious? I never owned a GameCube. What game, well, all right, this is going <laughs> off topic, but what GameCube games do you got? Because I have a GameCube. Yeah, looking over here, I have uh, Eternal Darkness. I have uh, the two Resident Evil games uh, like that came out for the GameCube. Also Resident Evil 2, Metal Gear Solid, the Twin Snakes. Um, yeah. So I think I have as many um, as many GameCube games as I had. Because uh, you can you can play those on the Wii. Yeah. So. so long as you have a GameCube memory card. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And and the and a GameCube controller. 
I like how Nintendo's not evil like that, you know. Yeah, they just they it's like, hey, let's you know, we'll 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 put this in there, and then you can then you can go to town. That's nice, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is nice to. And <laughs> it's it's so important to let people play your old games. I, I, I you know, I, I I I was talking about this with some people at work earlier today, but you know, it, it's the the whole console war thing, and this could probably extend to the pertinent discussion about the NGP or whatever. I, I for 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 me, a lot of it kind of you know extends beyond like this multi million dollar corporation is the one that I support and yeah. all of that. You know, if we had the money, we'd buy all of them. I think that I'm in favor of things that let people play games, and you know, in the past, Nintendo has been the one company that has let people play play their games. Kind of no matter what. What are you thinking of? I'm thinking of specifically how how well they've handled backward compatibility, either through hardware, like with the uh, with the Wii back to the GameCube, or with um, the DS Lite um, and the DS going back to the Game Boy Advance. Oh yeah, and the Game Boy Advance going back to the Game Boy. Um, in fact, I probably own as many, if not more, Game Boy Advance games than I own uh, DS games. Yeah, and I can still play them all, no matter what. Uh, which is which is pretty neat, and then going into the virtual console as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think I think they I think they get it. You know, Microsoft gets it too. Sony, I think, is missing the mark. Although they are writing their act, at least as far as like PlayStation One classics go, yeah, um, no. like being able to buy those. I think they understand what go- goes on. It's just I think <laughs> that they want to make as much money off of their fans. Then. Then, as possible. Then, then, then why make it so that nobody can play a PlayStation 2 game? If they wanted to make as much money as possible, they would be selling those PlayStation 2 games over their over their market. Like you know, they should. They yeah. should. Yeah, I'd buy them if I had a PlayStation 3. You bet your ass, I'd buy. <laughs> you know. So, I don't know. It's tough. Um, and, and that's another thing, you know, the, the, the backward compatibility, that's something that's kind of, I think, is going to plague the uh, the PlayStation uh, or the PlayStation Vita or whatever next because, you know, they're moving to they're, they're moving away from the UMD drives, thank yeah. God, and because the only movie that was ever made for UMD was Napoleon Dynamite. Well, that and X. <laughs> Looking at the... And uh, Ballistics X vs. 7. <laughs> Antonio Banderas, um, and that was the first time that movie was mentioned in five years. Yeah, yeah. This, I think I think we have to pay them like seven thousand dollars in royalties. That rate that that rate went way up. No, <laughs> we're taking a, we're taking a, 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 a nice leisurely stroll through this here. It's no, just hits. We don't have to be. It is. It's just hits. We don't have to be too quick about it. Don't worry. Don't worry. It's uh, it's uh, it's it's like somebody said about poetry. Why does why why does this uh, poem ever have to end? It can just go on and on, right? <laughs> how, does, how does the poem end? The song never ends. Look at song, not my friend. Yeah. Ellipses. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like a guitar chord, like a suspended D. Just da 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 da. Yeah. Um, no. Uh, but the uh, but the but the NGP or Vita or whatever the fuck it's called. Um, you know, they're gonna have to depend entirely on the the PlayStation Network market in order to sell those old games, the ones that are even on it. Which you know, if if I ever did, you know, God forbid, buy one of these things um you know it'd be somewhat difficult for me because you know there are a lot of good games on that yeah that are being sold for like 40 dollars, which is unreasonable to my to my mind but yeah i don't know yeah i think the bottom line for owning a ps3 is 
good exclusive games. This is true. But that's it. That's the only reason. <laughs> hey, there have been multiple times where I have been this close to pulling the trigger on buying that PS3. So, yeah. So, you know. For what games, Cole? Uh, for Uncharted, um, for The Last Guardian, uh, when that one comes out. Uh, for Little Big Planet, that was one that really almost got me there. Um, that, that Dennis's enthusiasm for that was really contagious. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> um, yeah, there's you know there, there's there, there's a lot of compelling reasons. Yeah. So, I don't know. NGP not probably not going to buy it. Next week's going to be exciting though with E3 taking yeah. place. Well, yeah. Was, what are you most excited about for E3? Mm, Mass Effect Three, honestly. You like that game? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, oh, okay. Ben, you know, and I, it's, you know, whatever. I'm not gonna, I'm not, I'm not gonna get bitter about that. No, um, <laughs> I recommended that game to you like a year ago. Well, Mass Effect Two, and you never played you, it. You, 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 you seemed really nonplussed by. It. You're just kind of like, yeah, yeah, I'll get to it eventually. <laughs> no, no, I think uh, that. I, I mean, it's becoming very apparent to me that aside from whatever Nintendo puts out, which I, which I think is going to be exciting, but it's not going to be exciting for another two years until we find out how successful it's going to be. Have they officially announced the controllers that they're having with the uh, LCD screens on them? <sighs> Have you seen those? Yeah, I've. I, I mean, I've. I've heard the rumors. Yeah. I think that they. The, the the only thing that Nintendo has really come out and said has 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 been that yes, we are going to be announcing a new console. Okay. Not not really laying stuff out, and you know all the all the things that have really come to mind. You know, people were saying the the tablet, you, you know, the tablet controller as far back as when the Wii was announced. Yeah. You know, they were saying that there was going to be like LCD screens on on the Wii controller, and I remember a lot of people being taken aback about what the Wii controller actually ended up being. Yeah. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna trust those things at least not yet. Yeah. Um, but they haven't they haven't gone as far as to say what it was actually going to be yet. Okay. Yeah. It's a good move for Nintendo though. They there's not a lot of room for upward development. It seems like with the Wii, it's like yeah, they've they've they, they've really hit the ceiling. And even if this next one does just catch up with it, if they can if they can uh, bottle that lightning again, mm-hmm. um, that'd be good. When I say catch up with it, I mean catch up with the current generation because they're saying yeah. the, the 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 lead up is saying that this thing is going to be a, be as powerful as the PS3. Really. At least graphically, which is still pretty powerful. Yeah, I mean, if that's true, kudos to them because they played the game very well. Then you know, like they made yeah. the the highest selling console in the last generation, and now they'll make something that'll compete with the other consoles. You know, the danger is you know they don't want to go in and be the next uh, the next Dreamcast mm-hmm. um, because they they are definitely um, in, in in the position to do you know to be the next Sega. Um, if if not for the fact that they have been making bank and Sega's failure was preceded by three failed consoles, um, so <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So that that that's the worry. And the, when I say the next Dreamcast, I mean it was an amazing system. I love my Dreamcast. I still own it. Actually, mm-hmm. um, it's not here, unfortunately, um, but I own it. <laughs> I was going to say, get my of, eyes looking around the room. <laughs> yeah, for, for, for a telltale sign, telltale sign of a Dreamcast. Um, but uh, what I mean by that is it's going to be, uh, you know, it's going to look great for the time, but then it's going to have its lunch eaten by the next PlayStation 2, whatever that may be, yeah. PlayStation 4 or Could whatever be. it is. Future's exciting, but also scary. Yeah, I mean, I guess we'll yeah. see in a week. We will. Here, here's my beef with E3, or at least E3 for this year. Yeah. I'm not too excited about it. Because everything, the only thing that I'm excited about is stuff that's coming out in, in the fall. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know what they can announce that I'd be like, ooh, I'm really excited about that. Mm. For me, 
Arkham City. That's the next thing I'm looking forward to. <laughs> That's it. You're just intense laser focus. Like that, you, you and can't Uncharted three on top of that too. Yeah, and and, and and you can't even be that excited about uh, the Last Guardian because that's not gonna that's not gonna show itself. Gonna come out. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna call it right now. We're gonna see that at Tokyo Game Show because okay. they're they're, yeah. they're they're just about missing their window for that game to still be relevant. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. <laughs> I mean, it used to be that E three was all about like stuff that was coming out two years, three years down the line right mm-hmm. um uh, was it i don't know yeah I, well i haven't followed e3 as closely as you have to th- think about it this way the the zelda what, what became the twilight princess that was announced at uh e3 2004 okay that was when miyamoto came out with the master sword and the hyrule shield and the like the the fat neck beards cried uh <laughs> you know and, and, and you know they, they they showed stuff that obviously came from the twilight princess but that came out two years after that you know two and yeah. a half years after that I, yeah and I, and now because we have so many more shows with TGS and with PAX and with, you know, GDC and then to a, to a certain extent, the, the Gamescom over in Cologne uh, used to be Leipzig. Um, now that we have so much more of those, the, the, the people can't really afford to, to, to announce these things too quickly because the, the, the hype is just going to be swooped up on the next show that happens the, the, the month after that. So really stuff is focused on incremental um, you know, incremental really you know reveals about stuff that's going to be coming out within the next six months yeah. 12 months something like that yeah so you know if, if some if some company that was you know sitting on something that was going to come out like a, you know beyond good and evil or something that was you know like a good two months out not two months god um good two years out you know showing it right now with nothing but a concept video would almost be crushing the bunny to a certain extent so yeah. i don't know we'll see we will we'll see in a week Is it personal? I mean, it relates to how you spend your personal time. I mean, I mean, you know, I don't answer personal questions on a Tuesday night. On a Tuesday, you know, if it was Wednesday like last week, you know, we yeah, probably yeah, you could probably ahead, play ball. Yeah, sure. So, I mean, I'll ask it, and then you can decide if you're gonna if you're gonna yeah, answer yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm gonna ask you maybe, just maybe, if you could tell me um, what you've been playing. <sighs> I mean, I just, you know, you can be vague if you want. I mean, I just want to know the games that you've been playing and what you think about them. And then maybe we can have a little bit of discussion about them. Okay. Okay, cool. You know. Okay. Okay. I mean, I I, I I don't want to make you antsy. All right. I'm just saying this feels like a shakedown. The door is locked. (laughs) (laughs) No. All right. All right. This week I've been playing L.A. Noir. After your, your, uh vehement recommendations for it last week yeah a, gl- a glowing recommendation I'd yeah. Say. Yeah. yeah you could say that. i picked it up over the weekend and uh started playing it and sat down and seriously played it on sunday since we had a nice three-day weekend had a nice uh filler day where i could you know do yeah. as i please so um i played it i'm under halfway through right now i assume if the uh if the if it's broken up into four equal chunks then i'm about a third to two fifths of the way through. Yeah. So, um, meaning you're on the homicide desk. Yeah. So since the game's broken down into a tutorial and then traffic desk, homicide desk, arson desk, and, uh, vice vice desk. Yeah. With vice and arson being out of order. (laughs) Um, yeah. So I'm on the homicide desk right now and I, I'm on the, I think the third homicide case. So I assume I'm either wrapping it up 
with this one or maybe in the next couple. Um, you're about halfway through the homicide desk, I'd say. Okay. Um, I don't yeah, that that's not like spoilery, but yeah, you're you're right. you're working. Uh, I mean, it's it's nice because like when you get to those later deaths, like uh, all the ones aside from traffic, you're yeah. really working on one major case throughout. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, so we should probably preface this with we're probably going to spoil at least halfway through the game. Yeah. And 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 I would say that, that that that's not unreasonable because 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 shit doesn't really start getting real until until about midway through Vice. Yeah. So I'd say just fast forward through this conversation if you don't want to hear about the first half of the game. Right. But um but yeah, so far I'm digging it. Like uh and it's not like I wouldn't say you know, like it's not a game where you're like itching to get through it. You know, it's not like an addictive game, essentially. Mm-hmm. Like Drake's Fortune, Uncharted One and Two. You know, like those are games where it's like it's essentially like virtual dope. You know, like you have to <laughs> you have to finish the game. You know, similar to like Arkham Asylum, kind of similar way. But like with this game, it's like it's not like that, but it's a very unique game experience yeah well can, can, can i can i sure. can i phrase something it's almost it's almost like mass effect 2 in that it is it's structured episodically mm-hmm. in that it's broken up into these like discrete 45 minute long cases mm-hmm. but you, you know if, if you try and mainline it i found myself getting fatigued um if you try and play for too long if i tried and play for too long like sure. more like more than one or two cases at a time like the yeah. same way if i sat yeah. down and tried to watch like you know, like three episodes of the, of, of the wire in, in one go, it, it would, it would, it would just be, it would just be too much. Yeah. I, know? I agree completely because I made it through, I think two cases in one sitting mm-hmm. and when the third one started, I'm like, I'm not ready to devote this much time to seeing this through, you know? Right. So I, I, you know, like I put it down, you know, and that's usually not how it goes for me. Usually right. if a game offers enough incentive, I will sit down and play for a long time. <laughs> um, yeah, so the formats the formats interesting. You know, it's not the it's not the first time that 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 style has been done. As right. you referenced, you know, Mass Effect Two is very similar to it. Mass Effect Two and like Alan Wake. Alan Wake had a really exactly. similar uh, thing. Exactly. Um, but what's unique about it is it, it's it's broken down in pretty distinct segments of gameplay where there's chasing parts, there's shooting parts, and there's interrogation parts, mm-hmm. and then there's uh, like detective parts, like searching crime scenes. Yeah, know? like investigation. Yeah. And so pretty much at any given time, you're in one of those four slots, mm-hmm. doing one of those four things. And they're, you know, and each time the gameplay is essentially the same, you know, mm-hmm. like where you're doing the same thing as you would have been doing in another situation. It's just a different situation, you know? Mm-hmm. But it's still pretty fun. And... Yeah. Well, think about think about like another game, like how many verbs are associated with that. I mean, like I, I would argue that Mass Effect, Mass Effect, there are only two verbs associated with that, which is shoot and talk. Yes, exactly. And think about, um, I would say, um, like Assassin's Creed, which is which is explore and uh, explore and fight. Yeah. Um, or you know, just a, I, 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 you know, it is relatively well like segregated mm-hmm. between those, you know, b- between each of the individual verbs. But you know, of of the things that it allows you to do, it's it's. I think it, I'd say it's a little bit more expansive than than the others. Yeah. Yep. So uh, let's talk about some of the pros and cons of it. Yeah. Like uh, pros, the setting is fantastic in it. Like the details that they have. Uh, just like little nuances, like all the like the phones that the police use on the street, or like the stop signs, how it has the thing that comes <laughs> up flag. stop and go, you know. 
like those little details are like are fantastic, you know, like and it it really makes you feel like you're living in the 40s, you know. Yeah. Like it definitely they provide enough details to to provide a really great atmosphere. There were some sexy cars back then too. Yeah. I mean just to, just from a design standpoint, I don't, I don't know. I yeah. I, li- I like old 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 cars. The, the way you. those look. So <laughs> I can I can agree with that. Um sexy ladies too. <laughs> well, it's, it's all, and that's another thing is another thing with being in the forties is you have the mentality of <laughs> men are better than women or white people are better than black. You know, like it's all these, Just, these interesting, you know, like things that are considered prejudices now. You're yeah. like, you know, really horrible thoughts now. And just like, you know, because it's rock star, it's almost, it's almost easy to dismiss it as, Oh, that's just them being, being offensive. But no, like shit yeah. was actually like that. Like, you know, exactly. <laughs> and, and they, yeah. And they don't play it. Like, it's like, Oh, this is some kooky racist person or, Oh, this is some kooky. You know, it's, it's more telling of the times than it is, you know, supposed to be a quick, a cheap laugh or something like that. And it's, and it's funny because that, that, that is almost a narrative way to really distinguish Cole from, from, from everybody else, because he seems to be the only person who isn't just like a, a, a raging misogynist. Yeah. Essentially I feel like <laughs> you are Cole, like, you know, they're, they're putting you in, in his perspective because he essentially has the perspective of the modern man today yeah. where it's like, Oh, that's wrong. Hey, that's wrong. You know? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. So the setting's great. Uh, the story so far has been great. Um, some of the, some of the flaws I have with it or some of the, the beef I have with it, you can't save at any given point, you know, like you can't quick save. You really have to, uh, depend on the checkpointing. Yeah. And so, if you want to play through a case, you pretty much have to play through from beginning to end. I feel there there are um, points where you can where you can do it, like yeah. moving from scene to scene. And mm-hmm. if you watch for the little autosave uh, icon at the bottom, you'll yeah. know. Yeah. But uh, but you're right. And like for me, like uh, the way I've been playing it is like each of these episodes, I'll play through it once, just going with my gut feelings, you know, and saying, okay, I think this is, you know, like, I think this person's lying, or you know, going mm-hmm. with all my intuition. And seeing how far I get. And then what I'll do is I'll go back and figure out how to do it like 100% right. Like the right know? way. Oh, yeah. so you save scumming. What do you mean? Oh, just uh, so save scumming. It's the, it's the uh, um, I guess, technical term or whatever for like, oh, that didn't go the way I want to. Reload and then go, yeah, go, yeah, go yeah. back. No, I, I did that occasionally too. Just like when I when I felt, it's almost like, it's almost like if, you know, my, my discussion about... Um, strategy guides if i felt like oh well that was kind of stacked against me or something like that yeah but you're right just if i screwed up in a major way um yeah. and i didn't really feel like that reflected the way i wanted the narrative to work out yeah that, then i would do that i would do that so. well yeah as i said i i stick through the first time i'll just play through what happens happens like i won't backtrack it or whatever right but you can replay any of the cases at any given time right like on the main menu you can either you know go through the story where you're at or you can redo the cases so. i think they made a really brave decision that they you can you can just straight up fail a case and, and, and it goes on going. yeah you just put the wrong you put the wrong dude in jail i orphaned a family oh yeah like, like a couple of kids I, I put the wrong guy in jail and they they're in the state system now and i'm i'm pretty sure they're at risk for some really awful things uh, yeah. coming their way in the future yeah don't know how i feel about that but yeah <laughs> yeah and then uh yeah and so the missions have been good so far I hope I hope that it keeps going the way it's going because traffic, you know, it's these 
It's these, you know, different missions that are kind of uh, disconnected and they're all their own sort of thing. When you get to Homicide, all the cases are sort of connected and, like, you start to see, like, it's kind of upping the ante, you know, it's more serious. Mm -hmm. So just being told that, you know, the next two are Vice and Arson, like, I'm hoping that it keeps sort of upping the ante and that things get really serious, you know. I hope it draws you in, like, a good, you know, like, TV drama sort of thing, you know. Um, I, I hope I'm not spoiling anything by saying it does. Okay, um, good. You're like the, the like what you're seeing, like the patterns and kind of uh, okay. um, the, the patterns that you're seeing, especially in things, the uh, in things the, get better in like the newspaper clips and, oh, yeah, and things yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the, those are all foreshadowing. Yeah, yeah. I've already. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, yeah. Just, we'll just leave it at that. We'll, 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 we'll leave it at that. But I just, I just want to say your instinct is correct in thinking that all of this is kind of moving just toward, you know, towards some kind of plot singularity. That said, I, I, I will say the traffic ended up being more interesting than I thought it would be. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I like the partner in traffic more than uh, the partners in the other desk. Yeah. He's the only one who's not like a like a like like an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's legit. Yeah. So that's been fun. How do you feel mm-hmm. about when you talk to people in a normal conversation? Do you, I love it. Do you look at their? No, I'm uh, talking about in real life. Do you look at their <laughs> movements now and see if they're looking around or? It's neat in that it, the 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 acting that they do when you know when they're trying to telegraph a lie, it's it's super overblown. Yeah, which I mean, it it, it, dep- it, it depends on the character. Some of them are subtle. It does. Um, like there's an actress that you run across at one point, and she's really difficult to read. Um, you've okay. already, you've already met her. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the B movie actress yeah. lady. Yeah. No, I agree. You, I agree with that too. Yeah. But just, uh, <laughs> because she wasn't as obvious as every person up until that yeah, point. Practically whispering under their breath, boy, I hope you bought that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> a lot of looking around, a lot of biting of the you, lip. Yeah. I haven't noticed myself doing that. I'm no more skeptical of everybody else. I, you know, I, I, I I'm probably a very easy target to be grifted, but it's, but it's funny. I mean, I think it's a salient point to say that this is a game that you really have to learn how to play. This is yeah. something that you generally, you genuinely haven't really seen, uh, you know, done as well any, anywhere else, which is the, sure. this, uh, the, the technology has reached a point where we can accurately reproduce somebody's performance and their movements and their vocal tics and their facial tics, you know, mm-hmm. y- y- your success depends on your ability to read that. Yeah. And this is a great application of using that technology mm-hmm. because it could have been done before this, you know, like if somebody was, was drawing the animations, I feel like it would have seemed way too obvious, you know, or right. one way or another. How long did it take you to figure out the difference between lie and doubt? Um, Not long. I, Not long. I knew what was... I knew it was up because, you because the distinction between those two, like I understood, I understood them in theory, but in my, in, in my gut, I almost always went with doubt. Yeah. And, and like the nice thing about lie versus doubt, and I don't know if this is considered a pro tip or not, but the, but the nice thing about lie versus doubt, you can, you can go into, you can, you can accuse somebody of lying and that, and, and that brings on another couple of lines of conversation yeah. and the, the, like the, those, those lines of conversation, the way they react will, will point you towards like what kind of evidence you ultimately need to present. Yeah. So they'll say blank you can't prove that i did blank yeah and then it's like okay well i'll look at my evidence and do i actually have something that 
proves that they did blank. And then you look for, you know, person's testimony regarding blank. And then you say, blank, you did blank. (laughs) They say blank off, dude. (laughs) Exactly. Get the blank out of here. (laughs) But the nice thing is um, you you get that and then you look in your little uh, Moleskine notebook there. and uh, and, Of all your evidence that you've collected thus far. Yeah. yeah. And the the nice thing is you can hit B or circle and you can back out of it. And Cole just says, well, I'm sorry, I was just mistaken. Hope you understand. I'm just doing my job. Uh, But if they're still acting, you know, shifty and you can always tell you always go with your gut if they're looking kind of creepy you it's it's, it's never going to be truth yeah you, you know but then yeah. you just get you then you go with doubt you know whereas doubt is kind of a final thing which is kind of contradictory because both of those would be seems like doubt would be something you would you would press yeah. to get more information about whether they're telling the truth or not yeah but i see what you're saying yeah um the one thing i think is a little bit like kind of cliche is like anytime you say lie the person's like Oh yeah, you better show me some proof that I'm lying. You know, it's just kind of silly. <laughs> a, little, a little bit contrived in that way. Yeah, and then it's like, oh, you select something. They're like, okay, I'm lying. I'm sorry. Or then they're like, oh, that's what I thought. You don't got no proof. Yeah, but the way they react, I mean, the uh, usually thou thou protesteth too much. If you press somebody who is lying about it, like it'll be the berserk button, and like, and then you know, it's like, okay, yeah, definitely, I'm more convinced now. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, just that's you know, the interrogation is where you spend the majority of your time in yeah. that. I'm glad to hear that you like it. Yeah, it's, um, it's great because I, you know, and 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 you know, over the course of things, I've, I've, I've talked to people who who haven't really, and and, and the the majority of it relates to it wasn't what they expected. Okay, based on the fact that it has Rockstar on on the box. Yeah, yeah, that's one thing. Is this is not a Grand Theft Auto game? No, like, and, and in fact, the open world segments are, I think, the word like the weakest part. Um. Yeah. There. I didn't see any point in driving from place to place. I would always, when I when I had the option to, I would hold the the button, triangle, and get your partner to drive. Yeah, I guess I think the point is just to be immersed in the sort of culture that they create in this environment, you know. But yeah, it's you know, and on a game that I hadn't like, uh, just I, I messed around, you know, like on one of the games, you know, I tried to run over people and just <laughs> drove like it was a Rockstar game, you know, uh-huh. but. They do a good job of not incentivizing that, you know, mm. because the people, for the most part, will run out of the way and not get hit by your car, which, you know, it's disappointing if you're used to Grand Theft Auto 4. Right. Um, and then on top of that, everything you knock over gets charged. And so, like, at the end of a case, everything you hit or knock over is a dollar sign, you know, like, mm-hmm. so you get charged for all that damage. You And I haven't seen that really come in, though, <sighs> because I... I, there's not really a use for money yet. Well, I mean, you, you don't even collect money on a on a dated on a you know on a mission to mission basis. There's yeah. no there's no money and there's no ammunition and there's no health bar. Yeah. But the but the thing is, you know, all of those you know like city damage, injury damage, car damage. Yeah. That's taken off of your rating. And if, uh, okay. and if you care about trophies or achievements, you yeah. know, uh, you know, the, your, your star rating, you know, you, you get achievements for getting, you know, a certain number of star ratings. There's one like for perfect and one for like three star yes. and, and, and all of that. Yeah. I, yeah, I've been working on five starring all the cases I've do. So usually yeah. play a case and then I'll go back and try and five star. So, so if you, if you drive like a reckless asshole, you can actually undermine the fact that you have, you know, spotted all the clues. Yeah. And okay. answer all the questions right, oh, okay. which is actually another thing because there's no real gameplay reason 
why you would drive to a case because every time you get behind a wheel there that that's all the more chance that you have to you know to that's hurt true. your final score so that's if you true. just say hey you drive i'm gonna look over the case notes you just fast travel to that location and you don't have any chance to you know run off and you know that's true that's run, true you know so but yeah overall i'm i'm digging it so far yeah i th- i think you'll i think you'll uh you'll really like what you're what you're getting to cool. i beat it uh yesterday m- memorial day um, yeah yeah which which is apropos i think i saw your tweet that <laughs> la noir, noir is the black. the black in french yeah which which is you know funny and like the neil young out of the blue and into the black yeah, kind, kind yeah. of thing you know um yeah it's it, it definitely does maintain its level of quality the whole way through Good. um you, you know i beat it relatively quickly um that is not to say it's it's short i looked at my play clock at the end of it for people who worry about you know game length or whatever it took me took me about 20 hours yeah. it was like 20 21 hours yeah. on, I can, on the clock there i can believe it it's it's one of those things where the gameplay like it takes a little while to beat a mission because it's sort of like a slower version of gameplay it's not like a call of duty game where you're shooting people running to the next spot shooting people you know like you're taking your time in yeah. like invest, investigating things or you know trying to figure out someone you know it, you take your time with the game so. it's a it's a very dense game too yeah. i mean there there there's there aside from the driving from place to place there's not a, you know a very noticeable amount of filler yeah so yeah. yeah well i'll be excited to see what you think and we need to get dennis on this train as quickly yeah, as that's possible true. i have i mean as I, said, I have it on ps3 so i can lend it to him but i got a london portal 2 as well so <sighs> man this guy's a freeloader is what he is behind dude yeah <laughs> Did, did, did you have any other games? Um, I think that's about it. As I said, from last week, I'm pretty much done with uh, Dead Rising 2. And yeah. I mean, I played some Call of Duty, but you know, whatever. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's very, very much treaded ground. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Okay. So um, I guess I'll move on to what I've been playing. Sure. I mean, like I said, I beat I beat La Noir. That that's been my big my big project over these past couple of weeks. Um, Lenoir. Lenoir. <laughs> yeah, Lenore. Um, Lenore. But, yeah, that's right. <laughs> but uh, um, I, I will say that um, since I have fi- com- you know finished reading Stephen King's Dark Tower, I, I've kind of taken a break from uh, from the old Kindle, and I've I've sat down with my DS and started playing through some games I had on a backlog there um now the first the, the first one that, that that i beat that uh is worth is worth talking about i mentioned it last week uh ghost trick phantom detective yes um i mentioned that it's pretty it's not that great yeah um i still maintain that it's a deeply flawed game especially compared to um the ace attorney and ace investigator games that that team has done before the phoenix Wright and the apollo justice and and the uh, miles edgeworth all of those are phenomenal uh kind of graphic novel you know visual novel kind of, kind of games that actually um you know predicated a lot of what happened in, in, L- in la noir uh strangely enough with the investigation and the cross-examination and stuff like that okay compared to those i mean ghost trick is more visually impressive um, but ultimately less successful in a gameplay. Yeah, you know, I hate that word, but, um, I, 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 I will say, um, that as you, as you move along, more, me- you know, mechanics are added to it 
you know, because like the in the course of like the first half of the game, all you can really do is as a ghost move from possessing, you know, different objects and you're trying to figure out a way to get from, you know, place to place and stop something from happening. So like somebody will die and then like, oh, no, they they know like who I am. So I need to save them so we can continue finding out more information about this. So you go back to four minutes before they die. And then, you know, you take a look at um, kind of everything that happened. You say, like, okay, well, he came in from up up here, so I have to kind of block his shot because he was going to take a shot up there. So then you have to, like, do these kind of, like, crazy Rube, Bol- you know, Rube Goldberg things you know, yeah. that make it look like an accident and whatever. And, and, and that's neat, except for the fact that every time you go to do something, your character says, hmm, I wonder what would happen if I raised that gate. It's like, it's like it doesn't it doesn't like give you an a, an inch of leash. It just walks you through everything that you're supposed to do. I see, I see. Which is unfortunate because the writing is actually really good and the characters are interesting in an anime kind of way. Yeah. Um. And the the story is actually pretty rewarding. It throws a lot. You know, it, it becomes a um kind of a a a, a thirty car pileup of plot twists near the end. But they handle it in such an absurd way that it's actually entertaining. Okay. Um, I, you know, I don't, I, I don't want to spoil anything in case somebody, you know, does intend to play it. But I will say it is a slog, especially the first third of it. After that, things kind of tend to, you know, you know sp- pick up just a little bit. But I will say that, you know, if if you're inclined to play DS adventure games, it is one that you know maybe is worth your attention, possibly, at some point. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Damnation by faint praise, uh, but a DS adventure game that I uh, genuinely can recommend, um, and this is one that is pertinent to the discussion question. Actually, is called um, Nine Hours, Nine Persons, Nine Doors, or Nine Nine Nine, as as the case may be. Uh, like not German, like no, no, that's no. what I was saying. <laughs> Here's the it's case like, if you like, if you want to see. What's the name of this game in Germany? <laughs> Um, yeah, no, it's, um, it's, it's, to call it a game would really kind of, uh, be inaccurate. It's more of a, uh, visual novel, um, kind of in the, in the vein of like the Silent Hill visual novels that they, that they did in Japan or, uh, just kind of like point and click adventure games. The majority of the time you're spent, you know, you know, reading text and seeing these, you know, characters talk, but, uh, that is interspersed with like mist like puzzle solving in that you're trying to like do escape from the room uh puzzles like did, did you have you ever played any of those like flash games uh escape the room flash games where like you're, you're you're locked in a room and then just kind of like oh you have to find yeah. the way to get out yeah it's like what is it the viridian room and stuff like yeah. that yeah you know exactly know what, what i'm talking, talking about. about yeah, yeah. those have always kind of like carried an appeal to me because i like point and click adventure games yeah um but what's really good about this is like the, the writing and the story and the scenario are actually like genuinely really really good okay um, in that, you know, the, the, the scenario, it's basically like a less awful saw two, in that these nine people have been kidnapped and they wake up on a, on a cruise liner, uh, that is sinking. There is a mysterious voice that speaks through, you know, that goes through the speakers and says the nine of you have to work together to solve these puzzles or else y'all going to die. You have bombs implanted in you. Um, and you have to go into these rooms and solve the puzzles. And, you know, there's a lot of tension created, you know, when people decide that they need to work together, but they don't know if they can trust each other and all of these things. Um, you play as one dude, um, and just kind of you're, you know, entrusted as the leader and you're supposed to kind of manage the relationships between all these people. And there are multiple points where the story can, can branch. So I beat it today. Um, after starting it on Sunday, um, and it was relatively short, but I got a bad ending. 
Um, there are six endings in total. Okay. Um, four of them bad. One of them like okay, like the standard ending, and one of them is good. Yeah. Um, and just kind of like the the ending that I got was just like. I don't. It's, there, there are six of the damn things, so I don't know if it's a spoiler thing. Just kind of like my my guy was stabbed for no reason and then died. By another person in the group. Or? Yeah, <laughs> but you don't see who it was. But like the, the but like the thing but is, you, you probably had it coming though. <laughs> made bad decisions. It, it was it was it was coming to me. But the nice thing is, the game is designed to be played through multiple times, and okay. they they really encourage it. You know, and basically it says at at the end of that playthrough, it says, "Hey, that didn't really go as well as you thought it should have." <laughs> Um, this ending really could have been better (laughs) (laughs) and says, okay, so save it and go back through and, uh, it'll remember everything that you've done. And, uh, you know, you're still, you still solve the puzzles and like, you know, as you, as you go through, you don't have to like solve the same puzzles because you can choose different, you you don't go through every room in sequence. So you branch off in, in different areas. Like the, the, like the thing is you have to go through the different rooms based on the digital route of, of every person is assigned a number. Okay. So, so, uh, you're, you're a math guy. So, do you know, with the, like the, the digital root of, you know, is it like, you know, five, five, six, seven, you know, that's, that's 18. So that, that, that root would be nine because, you know, five, six, seven goes up to 18. Okay. I think. If you and add then, them together. And then you add the one and the eight together. Yeah. If you, if you add them together, oh. then, then it's 18 and then you add the different oh. digits together because it's two digits. Oh, I see. You, you, then see. you add those together until you get the, like the single one. And it's like, now it's nine. So you could go through the door that has nine on it. Then that's how you have to decide how you split up and go through. And if you, and if you break those rules and go into the wrong rooms, then a bomb inside the person explodes. <laughs> so did did people of the nine of, like of the you guys did some of them die? That, yeah, that uh, one of them dies at the beginning, kind of did to demonstrate that uh, shit got real. Yeah, um, just like to say, hey, any of you could. Do that it. person's definitely going to die any yeah. playthrough okay. at, at any playthrough. Sorry, um, but after that, um, I so far as I know, um, you, you 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 know you can alter the fate. You can save the remaining eight. Maybe get every everybody out, but I don't know yet because I haven't gone through the entire thing. Gotcha. The nice part is. Um, you know, because the path branches, you can hold the right button on the, uh, on the DS and you can fast forward through stuff that you've already seen. Oh, and it allows you to do that if you've already played through yeah. that scene. And then it'll, and then it'll stop it, at, you know, at a choice. And then anything you haven't seen, it'll it'll like, and then like you, you, you pay attention to this and you can like go back up and you can see, okay, well, like look through the text of it because like it presents it all as like a novel Yeah, they can, they, they can look through and say, okay, this is what was up to it. And, you know, it passes by at a reasonable speed, a reasonable speed. Yeah. So you can like, okay, I remember after we walked through this door, this is how I did it. And already based on a couple of, you know, different choices that I've made at the start, the, the story is taking a very different, a very different path. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So it's, it's great. And, yeah. you know, it's still a little bit expensive because it's kind of a rare game. But I think what this speaks to is, you know, I, I like adventure games, but, you know, the DS consistently has been the most successful platform for these things over the past, I'd say, five years or so. Yeah. And like yeah. The, it's, it's nice to be surprised because, you know, DS games tend to be published with a little bit less fanfare. Yeah. And I only heard about this from word of mouth by, you know, by a couple of people that I know who, you know, share similar taste that, that, that I do. Otherwise this would have entirely passed under my radar. Yeah. If this was something that came out on 360, I'd know about it. 
but just the, the fact that I can be pleasantly surprised by something that come out of backfield, I think that might be like 99% of the reason why I like this. Yeah. That and the, you know, the, the characters are really well done and the scenario design and all of that. Yeah. I, I've decided like when somebody asks you like, like how much money do you want to have? Like how rich do you want to, you know, like just aspirationally, I think that ultimately I don't want to be rich enough to like, I, I own a jet and, and all of that. I, I don't, I don't actually want to be rich. That's not uh, something I value, but just like if I were to say like how crazy rich I wanted to be, if I wanted to be crazy rich, I want to be rich enough to organize like crazy games. Like, you know, it's a mad, 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 mad world, you know, like you have to race across the country and find this thing that's under this big X and, or a uh, rat race or, uh, yeah. like even like saw or something like that. Yeah. I'd like to put a bunch of people through a bunch of things to illustrate a social point. Okay. It's a lot in of trouble. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, like in a game. Yeah. Yeah. I think they, I think they, they call you know it's like it's, it's all marketing now, but I think you know there there there's the, there there is still room for the pure rich madman out there. I think I want to be that rich madman. Yeah, <laughs> you got the second half of it. Down. Hey, there we go. I just need the money. I just need the resources. <laughs> We are now rounding third and getting to the discussion question portion of our show, uh, where we ask the audience, the listeners, the followers on Twitter and Facebook um, a question, and then they respond, and then we offer our, our own uh, thoughts on it. This week's question has to do with uh, games with multiple endings. What game do you think did multiple endings well, and uh, what do you think about multiple endings uh, as a as a um, uh, game device in general um and we we actually got a lot of uh, a lot of lengthy responses to this so that that's good this is a question that really kind of touched a nerve let me start with a with a response that wasn't as uh, quite as lengthy uh joe on on facebook said simply chrono trigger <laughs> which ended up being a very uh, a very popular response so we'll, we'll we'll get into those uh here 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 in a second i can i can echo that um but uh let's let's look at what dennis said uh he sent us a, a text message mm-hmm. here uh in the middle of the show if you'll remember uh <laughs> i'm not gonna edit that out so don't worry <laughs> when he should have been studying yeah yeah this is uh this is dennis here he said uh silent hill 2 or dragon age origins um silent hill because it added to the surrealism and the horror and uh dragon age because they followed up on the little stuff as well as the big stuff um he probably scooped me a little bit with the uh with the silent hill 2 uh to a certain uh, extent um and then uh you know dragon age i think those are those are two you know kind of very different philosophies on it because dragon age was kind of like fallout Okay. In, in that the, the the ending wasn't kind of narratively different. It was just kind of like a a, a series of um, discrete little epilogues to a certain extent. Like picture the end of Animal House, you know, like Bluto, whereabouts unknown kind of thing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> except you know, it really did. You know, just kind of like as it went on, like it was making this big little database of did you help this person find your pet bunny that ran away? It's yeah. like oh, this pet bunny grew up to you know slay a thousand you know dark spawn <laughs> and, and, and all of that. You know, just you know, it was a series of these things, but it gave closure to the things that you did, and it really made you know gave you a sense that the things that you did mattered. Um, to a certain extent, that you know, that's something that was kind of shared by like. Matt 
Mass Effect, and uh, I, I would say because like the the different endings to Mass Effect, aside from like if you really, I'm speaking about Mass Effect two specifically here, aside from like if you really really boned up and like you know Joker was the person who was talking to the elusive man at the end, like everybody died, yeah. like. <laughs> the the you, you were still at kind of the same place at, at, at the end of Mass Effect Two, no matter really what happened. If yeah. you decided to, you know, if you decided to, you know, save the collector base or destroy it, kind of thing. Yeah, I feel I feel like the ending is kind of mysterious now until Mass Effect Three comes out. And it's like, oh, I should have done this. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Who knows what the right decision was? But I think that regardless, at the end, you were not entirely in Cerberus's good graces, and that that that's about where you're going to be at the start of Mass Effect Three. Yeah. So, and I think that that that's smart, especially because they did have a trilogy in mind. They had to leave their doors open. Whereas something like Silent Hill Two, you know, there, there are endings to these games that are canonical. Um, specifically as as they relate to other games, like James dies. Yeah, J- J- James is dead as as per the 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 events of um, Silent Hill Four. Right, it's kind of it's yeah. kind of like uh, Silent yeah. Hill Three. Harry lives. It, it doesn't matter. Harry lives, and Cheryl, uh, you know, and Cheryl yeah, and Cheryl's alive. Dies. Yeah, and then he dies. In his, <laughs> you know, Silent Hill Three. Uh, you know, the canonical ending of Silent Hill Three. Heather makes it out. Yeah, you, you know, it's a, it just you know there there are things that follow from 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 one to another, but as you play it, you know that that isn't really elucidated until you know the the, the next installment. Yeah. So you, you know, I think you know it re- it really does kind of he's he's right. It it does add a little bit of sur- surreality, but I, I think I would define that a little bit a little bit better and say that it's not so much surreality as you know a little bit of consequence. It it, it adds a little bit more uh, kind of oomph to the horror because you know if if you really mess up in Silent Hill two, James straight up drives a car into a lake. Yep. And you you can watch that on YouTube. Game's ten years old now, so uh, we're, we're we're not. You know, <laughs> so we're, I mean, it's I don't, I don't feel bad for spoiling it. If you would have, yeah, if you, if cared, you wanted you, to you, play you, it, you would have played it by now. Exactly. <laughs> Especially with how much we talk about the damn game, guys. Yeah, all the podcast. Yeah, that doesn't that, matter if you played. That, it. That's why you I don't feel the game by now. <laughs> I don't. I don't feel bad about like spoiling Mass Effect Two just there because like if you haven't played this, then shame on you. I don't care what you think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, you've had a year. That's like that's like more than enough time. <laughs> yeah, for Cole, you've had a month. You should have played it by now. <laughs> should have beat this the first weekend it was out. <laughs> I did beat it the first week. I know. Um, okay. I know you did. God, that was like, that was like a 60-hour game. I beat it in a week. Were you in school at that point? Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> that's... All right, yeah. Okay. That's impressive, then. Oh, man. So what, that's... What other responses do you got? Well, we have a little a little conversation here. Well, let's uh, let's 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 see what Brett said. Brett said the Dragon Age games do an excellent job of making you care about the fate of your comrades, knowing that all my decisions and dialogue that I make with my own team can affect the outcome is 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 exciting. That you know, and the, the, like it or not, Bioware is kind of the king of the multiple ending. At least that set of the different switches flipped and showing you the, you know, showing you the various. Uh, However, inconsequential details of what you of what you've done, you know, and depending on you know some decisions that you make with specific with specific teammates, um, you know things can take on a very different tambra, you know. Uh, I think that's how you say that word. I'm not sure. <laughs> 
you know, I, I don't, I don't want to, you know, spoil anything, but you know, they're there. You always say that right before you spoil something. <laughs> specific, just, specific. Just in case the listeners have to pick this up, I just want to, you know, give them a shout out. I, you know, I thought I'm not racist, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh man. No. Thanks for that, Cincinnati. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is that a specifically Cincinnati thing? Well, well, it's just it's it's something that privileged people say. Cincinnati is a very segregated city. Let's okay. just say that. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, that's something I can I can agree on. So don't worry. No, <laughs> no, they're they're at, well, at least with the core team members, and I would say that the core team in uh, in, in in Dragon Age, Alistair and Morrigan, at least at least as far as those two are concerned. You, you, you don't know that. That, that, that that can really affect the ending and that actually leads into some of the dlc in a very in a very real way so unfortunately it doesn't affect dragon age 2 which is very upsetting uh but unfortunately <laughs> yeah so so that, that 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 that's that's what that's what brett said um i'll throw mine in Okay. Um, as as we go, I mean, uh, it's it's probably no secret if you're listening to this, this 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 question was inspired by nine nine nine. To you know, to a certain extent, I got me they got my 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 think meat going. Um, I would say that um, Resident Evil Two actually did it really well. Okay. In that the the different endings that you get in that, you play a whole different game to get those. Like either way. So so uh, basically the, the the way that they handle like the new game plus you you have the two characters in in Resident Evil 2 you have Claire and Leon yeah. and um you, you the order that you play them in uh that that affects how things kind of shake out not just like what perspective you see it from but just like like literally the the events that take place like the the second player you know the second thing that you go through you're you're going through a, an environment that's been affected by the first person yeah right and you know i think that that because I always end up, you know, generally whenever whenever there's a, whenever there's multiple endings to be had, I, I go through and I try and see them all. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm I'm not the kind of person who will chase down every single achievement that there is, but I will, you know, I will go and look at different endings because you know that's more story, <laughs> right? And yeah. different ways that it could shake out. Um, but Resident Evil Two really really did it in that just kind of like, okay, I'll play as Leon first and then Claire, and then I'm going to play it through as you know Claire and 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 then Leon. On. And it's going to be a substantially different experience every single time because if, if you know if, if it is just like a decision that's you know that's flipped you know in the last hour of play, I almost feel like that's a little bit of a cop out as opposed to like you know I, I like I like the idea that your fate throughout the entire game you know the, the the things that you do at the beginning that can drastically you know set things rolling and you know, get it snowballed as it goes as it goes throughout. Like your decision in Mass Effect One will affect something in Mass Effect Three. Yes. <laughs> To, to, to a certain extent, saving and, the Rachni princess <laughs> or whatever the Rachni I'm, I'm, queen. The, the, yeah, the Rachni queen. Yeah. I, I'm worried about that because apparently in the uh, PS3, um, in the PS3 graphic comic thing, like the Rachni, like the, like that's entirely glossed over. Oh, yeah. Like it's a decision that you make, but just kind of like blah blah blah, and then this thing happened, and then blah blah blah, and like they they barely make mention of the Geth in 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 that graphic novel. Okay. Um, yeah. No. So, so I think that Resident Evil did that did that pretty well. Just in, in in that it substantially affected the way things happened, as opposed to you know the various details of the cutscene that you yeah. see at the end. And yeah. I would say that something like you know Silent Hill Five 
that 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 was kind of the opposite of that where and there are a couple of binary switches that you flip you know as you go on even though it has five endings you know like you just save before those points and then you go back through and see it whereas that being something that's endemic to it yeah so i don't know that's that, that that that's my answer because Dennis scooped me on the on the um uh-huh. you know, so on the Silent Hill thing that you know and 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 that to a certain extent I, I think that that is you know the Silent Hill two the fact that that looks at not just you know some like oh boy I'm gonna make an important decision here yes or no like that looks at how you treat Maria and like you know how you behave throughout the game and and that that. You're stealing my thunder. Sorry, <laughs> sorry about. That. I'll stop. I'll stop. I'll stop. Let's uh, let, let's let's take a look at a specific exchange uh, that was done between Andrew and Kevin on um, on Facebook. All right. So An- Andrew, uh, eleven hours ago, said. Um, Chrono Trigger seems to be the first modern example I can think of. Sure, there were text-based adventure games that have done this uh, forever, but uh, Chrono Trigger is the first really cinematic and epic game that uh, to pull off multiple endings. If done right, they can be really cool and replay uh, and add replay to the game. Most memorable are are the entire Chrono series, Silent Hill for the UFO ending, what the fuck he says, um, and Indigo Prophecy slash Heavy Rain uh, to a certain extent. Um, if you want a poor example, look at um, Radiant Historia for the DS. Uh, this game gives you thousands of arbitrary game over, quote, bad endings uh, for every single choice that you make. I will say that if you're going to say that Radiant Historia is disqualified for the arbitrary bad ending, like game overs that are counted as endings, you cannot include Indigo Prophecy. I haven't played Indigo Prophecy, so I don't understand. Uh, Indigo Prophecy, uh, you know, as the precursor to Heavy Rain, has yep. you know has a lot of you know stuff in common with that. Pro- problem problem is, like I said, this game has 437 endings. But the problem is, like any game over that you got, it's like that's an ending. <laughs> I got I got caught by the police and I committed suicide in my jail cell. Oh well, I guess I'll never know the end of my story. Reload. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> as a, as yeah a, exactly. As opposed to being like, you know, genuine things yeah. that might, you know, that, that that could be considered a satisfactory ending. endings. Yeah. yeah, just kind of like you can call that an ending, like you know, if you stopped playing at that point. But not really. That's just a. That's just a. You but know, how many people are going to stop playing at that yeah. point? Yeah. To, to, to quote to quote Merlin Mann, he said this about uh, he, he said this about uh, like SEO, like search engine optimization. But I think that this is you know uh, this is pertinent to anything that pretends that says says it's something but is pretending to be something else it's kind of like saying new jersey and expecting people to think that you're uh bruce springsteen uh, so <laughs> I, I just wanted i i've been trying to reference merlin man in every in every episode that oh, I yeah. do. so you know don't, don't, don't worry don't worry so in response to that, Kevin says, I fully agree with Andrew. The Chrono series was the first uh, set I played through. Uh, it's completely time. Uh, so, sorry. The first set I played through, uh, it's complete time uh, and time again. Uh, 999 uh, was the game that didn't have much in gameplay, seeing how you just look around and solve puzzles. I would argue that that, that, that is gameplay. Kevin, um, but you hate that word. Well, no, I, I just but just uh, the interactivity, you know, the, the the puzzles. I mean, that's not far off from like you know what Mist is, and I will go to my grave defending Mist as a game. Do people say it's not a game? Yeah, people say that it's more of like you know pretty scenery with you know clicking buttons. 
I don't know. It I just, mean, it's that too, but it's also a game. Yeah, it's also like a puzzle game, and that, and that's what nine 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 is. You just happen to read a lot, you, you know. Um, <laughs> uh, so I said, but uh, the storyline grabbed me, and I played the game for all of its endings. Um, and then Andrew responded back saying, "I forgot about nine 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 until Cole tutored about it uh, this morning." I loved how the endings and the playthroughs tie together and give you the complete picture by uh, slowly adding new pieces to the story puzzle. So you go through with, like I, like I mentioned, with knowledge that you got from the failed endings to make informed decisions and ultimately see the entire picture. Yeah, that I mean, that takes skill from a, from a game company's point of view of being able to make a game that... Uh, that can reveal parts of the story through multiple endings. You know what I mean? Like, uh, and it takes courage too. Yeah. You, you know, the, the 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 key problem with these multiple ending things and with the branching parts, you're going to put all this money into you know into designing these assets and these scenarios and kind of things. And it takes courage to say that based on a decision that we are going to force on the player, or maybe you know forcing them without them knowing that it's there Mm -hmm. but you know there are a whole swaths of this game that they're just not going to see unless they play through it multiple times and 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 i and i think the the extreme aversion to that that you see is something like you know call of duty or games in that vein like halo or something where it is a really tightly scripted there's nothing wrong with those but it's a really tightly scripted roller coaster or fun house ride or gears of war where there's a button to see what they want you to see yeah yeah (laughs) hey look at this now (laughs) yeah or you or you know or, or something like like half-life where they never take control of the camera away from you yeah you know yeah. so they're, they're just they're, they're, there's courage in that i think the other end of the spectrum is like metal gear solid series where there's thousands of jokes that people <laughs> will not get and they will play through the game and not get you know it's like i think that i think that's kojima's specific uh yeah. specific eccentricities though I, I don't know how much of that is 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 related to him being courageous but yeah you know, well, that's true. That yeah. true. No, no, it's it's good. I enjoy it. I, I really do, especially just because so much of it is predicated on knowledge of the kind of the mythology that he's built up. Yeah. yeah. That was a game that did uh, that did multiple endings too. The first Metal Gear Solid. Did three have multiple endings? Um no. And four didn't. Three had one ending. Four had one ending. It lasted an hour and a half. <laughs> An hour and a half beyond the credits. It, I yeah. had to pause the ending yeah. and finish it the next day. Oh, no. I had to go somewhere. I had to use the restroom two times. <laughs> <laughs> God. No, but that but that's another one that's kind of like, uh, it's kind of like the, the Silent Hill series because it's possible in the first game for Meryl to just straight up die. Yeah. yeah. And like Silent Hill... She's not supposed to die for yeah, her not. to appear in Metal Gear Solid Four, and it to make sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so, th- so, thank you. You know, and Andrew, Andrew, and Kevin. I think those are all salient points. It's it's interesting that Andrew says the Chrono series. Um, I think that uh, Andrew playing Chrono Cross. Yes. yes. Um, I th- it's interesting because I think that Andrew and I are you know two of the few people who genuinely enjoy Chrono Cross as an amazing game. I've played Chrono Cross, but I have not played Chrono Trigger. Oh wow. Yeah, I think strange. I think Chrono Trigger is going to be on the PlayStation Network here pretty soon. It's it's too uh, too out of date. Too 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 late for you, yeah. really. Well, it's, I, I, hard, I, I, it's hard to play an out of date game. I feel like I would argue not. I mean, yeah. is is the is the visual aspect what's uh, what's what's dissuading you from it? Just the lack of immersion. No, because like. because I guess because I think that you know visually and, and and sonically it really does carry itself through. I mean, yeah. I I will say I never I never played it when it, when it was on Super Nintendo. Okay, um, but I I did play it. Um, 
circa I'd say like 2000 um, first on an emulator just to bad me um, but then uh, but then on PlayStation but I never like really sat down and enjoyed it um, on the you know like on like the like I'm playing this and it's a serious game that I'm really like you know gnawing through until the 2008 DS remake okay. um, which still looks really good yeah and, you know just I think that sprite sprite art holds up a lot better than you know than like PlayStation era like poly stuff. Yeah. Um, so that and they break into the three D graph. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Even though Chrono Trigger actually like still looks really Chrono Cross still looks really good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's funny. I could I could hear the echo from when you were speaking into the yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you know I'm I'm waiting for what you have to say, but yeah. So yeah, I've thinking about I've been thinking about this question for the entire podcast, and I've come up with uh, two games, and both of them were already mentioned, but I'll elaborate <laughs> on them. So the first one's Silent Hill Two. Yep. And the reason why I like uh, the multiple endings on that game is it's not like a, a what was it like a, a binary choice sort of deal? Yeah. Where it's not like you get to a situation and you have to choose one person or another. This is something I noticed in L.A. Noir too in the second. Uh, homicide case. Mm-hmm. You have to choose one path or the other. You know what I mean. Yeah. And I think that's kind of like a kind of like a cop out for a game. You mm-hmm. know, because it's like if they if they wanted to really uh, indulge the idea of multiple endings, it should be something that's not based on you know these on or off decisions. Flip you this know? bit exactly. Um, and so the thing that I really liked about Silent Hill Two is your ending was based on something very subtle. It wasn't based on these sorts sorts of like high pressure moments, but it was based on how you played the entire game, you know. It looked at your attitude more than anything. Well, it it looked at what items you looked at, you know. Mm-hmm. So like uh I guess we can talk about this pretty openly yeah. since it's a very very old game. But you know like what you have a you have a knife, you have a picture of Maria, Mary, of Mary. And what? What's the other? I think that's it. Is that it? Yeah. There's not a third ending. There, 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 there are four, four or five endings. Two of them, two of them are specific. One's the UFO. One is yeah. the one is the ritual. And one's the dog. Well, no, the 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 dog the dog ending. The dog and the UFO are the same. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. There's because they're both they're both the joke ending. So there's the ritual. There is um the the good ending, which is you you leave Silent Hill. With um, with, with a little girl, yeah, who I forget her name, um, and that one, you know, you just have to play play it right. So there's so, so there's the leave ending, which is which is with a little girl. There is where you leave with Mary, but she gets sick again. Um, yeah. There is uh, you commit suicide. Then there's the ritual, which you can only get on a second playthrough, where you collect all the different cult things, and then you uh, try to revive Mary. And and then there is the the dog ending. So five endings that you can what, get. What is the ritual ending, by the way? Uh, the ritual ending you uh, you row out into the middle of Toluca Lake. Um, mm-hmm. because, like on on your second playthrough, there like you get like the the the, 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 the chalice, and then okay. you get the the chrism, and then you get like this this particular book. And then if you have all of those at a specific point in the narrative, then like you don't. I I, I think you don't even go to the hotel. I think you like row out into the middle of the lake and like perform a dark ritual, and it doesn't like say that you revive her. But then again, in the in the water ending, it doesn't like it doesn't say that you committed suicide. But you hear the car running, and then you hear a splash, and then you hear bubbles, and then yeah. 
It's, it's pretty well implied. <laughs> yeah. But the thing I liked about that is it was more subtle. You know, like it wasn't... It was based on things of natural choices of yours, not like the, like, I guess, like, sort of, like, high-pressure situations, you yeah. know, where you have to make one decision or the other. So that's what I really liked about it, and I feel like that's yeah. kind of the first of its kind. Well, the, like, the great thing about that is that there's, the, you know, there there's a great mystery to it, because if you played it and you didn't see, like, the ranking scene where it told you, like, this is what ending you got, yeah. like, there, there, there was no way to know that, like, that was one of many endings. Yeah. Because you, cause you didn't know that it was watching those things. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, and just kind of like that, that, you know, I remember at the time it blew my mind. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I had no idea that it was watching me until I read the strategy guide. And I was like, oh, there's more to this? Then you go through and play it again. Yeah. So that I can really appreciate. And I would, I, I hope that that's kind of the direction games go. If, you know, a game company is making a game with multiple endings, mm-hmm. that it's on things that are more subtle and more authentic to what, you know, like how the player is actually playing the game, you know? Um, so I think that would be nice. Um, the second game I was going to talk about was actually Heavy Rain. Yeah. Because um, what was nice about that is they really accounted for a lot of different possibilities. Yeah. And so this is kind of what I hope out of Mass Effect 3, but even better, mm-hmm. is um, Heavy Rain was a game where you, know, you play as four characters and three of the four of them could have been dead by the time you get to the final ending. And them being dead means that they can't help you in the final showdown. Exactly. Right. And so, I mean, that was a nice bonus as to, you know, the work that you've done in the game up until that point of mm-hmm. keeping your characters alive throughout all these scenes. Mm-hmm. That helps you in the ending. So that's a nice, like, sort of reward system. But on top of that, um, it provides for a lot of uh, different experiences that you can have with the ending. And what was great but you're, is... But you're not supposed to. You're not, spo- you're not supposed to play through it again. Well, okay, so hear me out. I, I've I've seen, you know, several different playthroughs of this game. I watched all my roommates play through this game. Um, like, personally, when I played through it, uh, I got to a certain point, uh, when I got to the ending, I had made one, like, foul move, and one of my characters did not make it into the warehouse at the end, mm-hmm. and I caused a pretty bad ending. So I immediately restarted the scene and corrected that move and... You know, it had a good ending or whatever. Yeah. But I watched one of my roommates play it, had all four characters alive at the, up until the scene before the last scene, and have it all crumble apart no. in the last scene. So, like, that variability is, is very, very interesting to watch in a game. Just to see... Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, just for you to have the ability to, like, ruin, you know, multiple <laughs> lives just by your choices. I think that's pretty awesome. And I, I felt like Heavy Rain did a great job with it just because they really had a lot of different options of how the game could have ended. And and I think that all of this, you know, kind of the, the Jerry Springer final thought on this is that this is something that is kind of specific to our medium. I'm not going to say unique because there are, you know, choose your own adventure novels, you know, that you got at the library, you know, the goosebumps one where, you know, if you make the wrong choice, you know, you, you dog ear the page so you can go back to it and just like, you, you, you ever, did you ever read those? Like, 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 read I did. Yeah, okay. I did. As I, you know. <laughs> Would you, and the way, what you do is you flip through until all the, the end pages until mm-hmm. you read a good ending. 
and then you follow it backwards you all work the way it back. Yeah. Okay. Have you ever did you ever do that? I never I never did that, but I would always I would always leave an anchor. Like I would say, okay, this is this decision, you know, just like we like with a post it or something like or like a sheet of paper. Yeah. And then just kind of like that way, it was almost like keeping a bunch of saves throughout an entire game. You know, it's kind of like okay, I go back, I go back to that, and then like to like to me that was that was all about you know reading the entire damn book because i bought it damn it you know or my mom bought it as the case may be um so i'm not going to say it's unique to the medium but it's definitely something that you know the interactivity can uh can can uh, you know can enable uh, and uh i think it's a salient point of discussion yeah i'd say i'd say if if you're a game company and for some reason you're listening (laughs) yeah thank you so much would you consider sponsoring us (laughs) yeah but if but if you're making a game i feel like you should either go in the direction of 999 it sounds like Mm -hmm. where the playing through again adds to the experience of the game and adds to the story of the game Mm -hmm. meaning going through the multiple playthroughs gives you more of an experience of the story or be like silent hill where it's it's a more subtle sense of decision making you know or would you would you say that Silent Hill like it, it works because it's cumulative, um, as I'd, as, a, as opposed to flipping that bit? I'd say it works because you don't know that you're making these choices when you're doing it, and so it's a very it's a very um, natural sort of decision making because you don't know you're under fire. You know, like right. with most games, it's like it's very obvious when you have to make the decision and you know, you press a or you press B and then that's the decision. Yeah. But with that one, it's something where, you know, you're just playing the game how you normally would. And then it's making an ending off of that. Yeah. No, I was, I was gonna, I was gonna say the kind of like, well, no, because we're, 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 we're ultimately, you know, we're trained now to look for, to look for those, to, you know, to, to, to game the multiple endings thing. Yeah. But I think what you're saying still stands and I'm kind of a jackass for wanting to refute you on that to a certain extent, just because no, they could, you know, at that point we were trained to look for multiple endings. It was already happening. Mm-hmm. You know, both Chrono games had already happened by that point, but they handled it in such a way that was tactful. I think tactful would probably be the right word for it. Yeah. yeah. I, I would say like on the bad example end of it, Fallout three yeah. was a very unsatisfying ending because it was just like you made this this decision, you get this video for an ending. You made this decision, you get this video for an ending. <laughs> we add this slide to the PowerPoint. Exactly. Yeah. Very unsatisfying, you know. And I'm I, I'm tempted to say uh to to say uh um Dragon Age in in that camp too. But I I don't want to say that because so many people have, have, have cited that as, as handling it well. I think that yeah. the difference between those is that there's more investment in, in the Dragon Age endings. Uh, yeah. whereas Fallout I would say there's there's a little bit less investment in the characters. There's no, there, yeah. there there's no there there's very little human element to like what makes Fallout good. Whereas as with any Bioware game, the the, the ultimate success comes with how human a lot of it is. Yeah. So, and the strength of the characters. Yeah. We've been going for a really long time. Should we button it up? Sure. Okay. Well, that was episode number 116 of Stand Under the Don't Tree and Riddle Me This, a podcast about video games. Uh, next week, or whenever we do, whenever we do 117, we'll, we'll have been uh, 40 episodes since uh, since we started doing these outside of the auspices of BearCast. Really? Yeah. That's way pretty to, cool, right? Way to go, us. Yeah, we did it. We done did it. We done. We done did it. Uh, 
So uh, what can you do? What can you done do? Uh, you can go to DontreeRiddle.com. There you can find um, links to old episodes of the show. Find us on iTunes. Uh, subscribe to us. Leave us a nice review. We haven't had one of those in a little while. So uh, that's uh, that's helpful. Our self-esteems are at an all-time yeah, low right now. So uh, it's, it's more on the ebb side than the flow. But, you know, it's kind of fine. You know, we're, we're on the down. We're on the down cycle. It's sine wave. Don't worry. Don't worry. We'll, we'll keep doing it no matter what you do. Go to, you can go to DontreeRiddle.com slash donate if you want to throw a couple of bucks our way. Um, we're considering doing, you know, we're always looking at equipment upgrades and things like that, and there's always bandwidth to, to, to think about, so if you would be so kind, no pressure. We'll keep on doing it no matter what you do. So... Um, other than that, you can follow us on Twitter. Uh, the show is DTR Podcast on the uh, on, on the Twitter service. I am at Cole Ross. Cole is spelled with a K. K O L E R O S S. Um, you, Ben, am at Merkelizer. Merkelizer, yeah. Third tweet probably coming in the next coming months. Yeah, maybe. no, yeah. So you're, you're you're hitting one about every two months. So I try and hit one every six months. Okay, um, that's. <laughs> scarcity. It's I like quality, that. not quantity. No, scar- it's, scarcity is something we so we so rarely recognize in the, in the digital age. That's true. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Dennis, he is at D Furia. He is he is he is more prolific than you. He, um, is. He, he is. But he's not here right now. He's not here right now, and he's not as prolific as I am. So that's, yeah, that's true. You know, so 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 all of that, all of those are things you can do. It's it's you know it's, it's homework. It's nice. It's a, it's a good way to approach it. So. Um, for DTR, uh, not ODB, but DTR. ODB, old, old, old dirty bastard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm sad. For the for the Wu Tang Clan, I am Cole Ross. I am Ben Merkel. And uh, thank you. <laughs> and Wu Tang Clan, Wu Tang Clan ain't nothing. To fuck no, DTR ain't nothing, nothing to fuck yeah, with. Yeah, well, that's so. true too. Yeah. All right. <laughs> good night. That's, yeah, that's that's a good way to end the podcast. DTR ain't nothing to fuck with. <laughs> <laughs>